Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Not, it is not the White Castle I remember as a kid. I don't either, but we, we were in and out of there in that 30-minute time limit. Yeah, there was a sign on the door that said you have 30-minute time limit yeah. to sit down and eat and get the f*** out, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't stay here, you vagrant. <laughs> You're fine. I like how you're watching the TV when we're right here. <laughs> we're recording. Oh. Welcome to episode 71 of the Whiskey and White Tales podcast. This is coming out on May 2nd. And man, we have a lot to catch up on. A <sighs> lot to go over. You know how much we like y'all? We already did this. Oh, yeah. And I forgot to hit record on the camera. So we're going to do it again a couple days later. Had time to be less upset at ourselves. <laughs> this is an important episode. This episode we're going to go over the Kentucky stuff. Yeah. Everything in Kentucky. But before... Um, we get into that. Yeah. You, um, you're getting a new fridge. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So if anybody wants to buy a bottle of... Uh, George C. Stag 2017 for way too much money. I need a new fridge. That's, what, that's one way to get it. Yeah. So, you know, I'm thinking 15, 1600 bucks. Yeah. And then I'll put that towards the refrigerator. I was just having a conversation with somebody today about uh, secondary prices. He bought years ago for his retirement a, a bottle of Crown Royal Cask 16, some special release. He really enjoyed it. Tried to find it again recently, and it's like, if you can find it, it's like eighteen hundred bucks. There's a Crown Royal that cost eighteen hundred bucks. Apparently, I haven't. I didn't check. Didn't fact check him, but I'll stick with the peach. <laughs> Ugh. I still haven't had it. I've been told it's very sweet. I'm sure it is. I've had. I, I can't imagine it's any less sweet than like the uh, the the honey ones that are out. Yeah. I, I've tried those. Um, not not for me. Yeah, mm. I haven't had it. Well, <sighs> I'm not missing anything. If you uh, are interested in supporting the show, mm -hmm. we're changing up tiers a little bit. Um, everybody that's in currently, I think we're going to give it a month or so before we start changing. So if you get in, get it. If you get, we have an executive producer here today. Actually, he's not an executive producer. He's an assistant. Executive assistant is here today. Um, if you're going to get in before we change the tiers, you got like 30 days probably. But we're going to change the tiers up a little bit and offer some different rewards. Nobody's going to lose anything. It's just going to be different. Or they'll be grandfathered in if we do take something. Yeah. But that's coming. But if you want to join, you go to whiskeywhitehouse.com. 
And at the top, you can click Patreon. Yep, there's a big button at the very, very top that says join Patreon. And, and while you're there, <laughs> you can use code podcast to get 20% off. To get 20% off. We're also going to have more opportunities for you to uh, save money on stuff because we're bringing on ads. We'll get to that later. Why? Oh, yeah. Okay. We'll bring get to that later. So, last night, I drove to State of Wilkes, the moonshine capital of the world. Correct. And I picked up this thing. And it sounds like this. Yeah. Oh. Doesn't sound like that. Sounds like this. Yeah. But while I was there, there was another thing there that sounded like this. There's $26,000 in that motor. Something like that. Over 20 grand. Under less than 30. It sounds like a race bike. Is it race, race motorcycle. And that's my dad's. Oh, nice. Yeah. He uh, got a good deal in it from somebody or, or something along those lines. Yeah. Cool, man. So yeah. excited to have a bike again. Dude, that thing is loud. So <laughs> I am happy to have a bike again. I forgot how much I like it. And it's got 200 more cubic centimeters than the last one. Yeah. So I should get up and go a little bit. That's cool. But we... Um, uh, you're welcome. Uh, I took it down the those curvy mountain roads and. Oh, did you? Yeah, fun. I enjoyed it. Good. Yeah, I haven't done that in a long time. Long, long, long time. Long time. And then I drove it all the way back here. Just kidding. I had it on a trailer. Are you comfortable enough on a bike that you can take, you can take a drive like that and just sort of go without thinking about what you're doing? Yeah, close my eyes and just. <laughs> you know what I mean, though. Like. Yes. Like, mani- manipulating a bike is different. Obviously, you have things you got to consider and think about. I've been riding motorbikes for many, many years. I didn't know. It's just like riding a bicycle, except a lot faster. Like you got to lean to turn, yeah. and, and you want to, you know, you can you can actually push the bike over more. And if you're trying to get, you know, when uh, you see them do those hard turns with their knees drop, yeah. So they drop knee, and what they're doing is they're sitting kind of on the side of the bike because the bike's turned over so far. Right. You don't <clears> have to do that. You couldn't do that on a cruiser bike. You right. Hit the pegs, but yeah. But it's pretty fun, you know. Um, I got it down as far as I was willing to get it, you know, look at watching the pegs. Yeah. And um, most of the pegs bend up, so if you do hit, it just kicks up. It just some, kicks up, but, yeah. you know, I don't want to risk that. Yeah. Not with a fresh tattoo. <laughs> oh, it looks good. Starting to scab it up just a little bit. It hurts way more than it did the day did it. I don't know why. Really? Yeah, I don't know if there's, like, an infection going on or I'm just super sore. I it's not red or anything. doesn't look infected. Yeah. Hmm. It's also in the ditch, which is a painful place to get a tattoo. Sure. But I'm glad that's over. Right. Yeah. So now I fit the part. Oh yeah, the motorcycle part. You know what? I, can you can you guess what I watched on YouTube uh, while driving the whole way back? Um, <clears throat> a Hell's Angels documentary. Yeah, on the History Channel. <laughs> I, watched, <laughs> I watched all every single episode of it. Really? Yeah. So now I'm thinking. You know, we ran into one last weekend. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking uh, I might call Patrick and be like, "Hey, right. I need you to." Uh, Hook you up. Yeah, put me in contact with this guy. Uh, motorcycle laws in South Carolina. Can you ride between people? No. It's called okay. splitting lanes. Yeah, yeah. No. There, a guy was doing that the other day uh, up near where I live, and he had his, his Hells Angels cut on, and he was just cruising right down the yeah. middle. What are you going to do? Uh, yeah. Excuse me, sir. You can't do that. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. 
Yeah, that's one thing I learned about the documentary is like everybody they have a reputation, but they they did a, they try to do a lot of good, but they are not a criminal organization; they're a club. Right. But they they take the stance of we can't help it if some of our members are criminals, <laughs> but we're not criminal <laughs> as a, as a whole. Yeah. We are not criminals. And they're also decentralized. Each chapter runs themselves however they want to run it. So San Diego can't tell Charleston. There's not a Charleston chapter, but they can't tell them what to do. Yeah. So you couldn't you couldn't get them on RICO. Gotcha. Because it's not organized. Right. It's, right. it's, it's the opposite. So there's not there's not one overall chapter. Not that supposed to be, but supposed to be. There is. If you look up the guy that runs it all, there there's a head guy. Sure. But, I think it's he's, organized that way yeah. on purpose. Like we have a national president. So there's one chapter somewhere that's really being. I think it's San Bernardino is where he's at. Really acting up. It doesn't take the entire club down with it. Right. Yeah. Makes sense. And there's a lot of uh, inner club wars and stuff that happen. and But they do it like franchising, which is fascinating. They, hmm. If they want to go to it, if like the Mongols have territory here and they want to go in, instead of starting a chapter and then recruiting people. They'll go to all the little motorcycle gangs that are in that town, and they'll incorporate them. Like, hey, patch over and become Hell's Angels. And who would say no? Yeah, right. If you're in a motorcycle, if you're an outlaw gang, right, you're gonna do it. Well, because what's? I mean, what, everybody what, wants to be Hell's Angels. Well, yeah, but also like if you if you're like no thanks, like then then what's the repercussion? Right, like <clears throat> you just kind of painting a target on your back. Yeah, they might kill you. You know, <laughs> no big deal. I've heard that people have died that have done them wrong, but they, you know, obviously. Not, not criminals, though. Yeah, no. Yeah, that's cool. I've always been fascinated with motorcycle gangs. I can tell. I find them interesting. <clears throat> it's it's a it's an interest. You, you know, to watch Sons of Anarchy. Big, big I did. It's too fake. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think uh, I saw, I think I saw the first season. I don't remember. It was a long time ago. I think I saw it in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Just out of boredom. Yeah, I'm sure you watch a lot of stuff there. Yeah, on lap on a tiny little laptop. I mean, remember laptop technology. Mm-hmm back then cool uh yeah so this episode we're gonna go over the kentucky trip and everything we did in there and we're gonna try and make up for last episode but before we get started we're gonna finish this bottle i'm just kidding i don't yeah there's no way this is the uh gibby store pick he did of the welder 107 that lots of people in patreon got somehow i don't know how they got it do you know i'm not, not sure yeah, I don't know, but a lot of people on Patreon got. This they bottle. take a there's a lot of road trips to Charleston. Yep, yep. But it had great reviews, and I like you know Weller One Hundred Seven. OWA's the stuff, the stuff, the stuff that dreams are made of. Yeah. So let's see. We started our we started our trip on a bright and ugly Wednesday morning. Yep. Two weeks ago now? A week ago? Oh, before we do that, I was going to throw this reel in here just to get a little more pressure. Um, we did an entire episode on the barrel industry. Barrels. Barrels. And you can um, go watch it. Link here. Pow. And then this is the reel. Pretty cool reel, I thought. It's right here. Like, if we sit back. We're holding it up? Yeah. Fire Barrels (laughs) 
if you're so, yeah. listening to the podcast, you can't see that, but there's a, there's a, the video that the reel that Matt put together and posted on our Instagram. Uh, yep. was playing watch go, check, go check it out. On Instagram, I also uploaded a YouTube short about 10 minutes ago. Nice. But it's only 15 seconds of it, so you missed the barrel roll at the end. Do a barrel roll. <sighs> she had a video idea. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, our trip started Wednesday morning at 5 in the a.m. Yeah, bright and ugly. I think I got there. You, we get there at 5? The plane left at like 5.30. Yeah, I was there at 4.30. 4.30, yeah. I'm glad I got there that, at that time because what I didn't anticipate was that TSA wasn't open. Yeah. And so all the gates were kind of just taking their time getting people through, and the line was ridiculous. Yeah, and then I had to, this first time I've checked a bag in, since the Army. Oh, really? Yeah, I never, I hate baggage claim. Yeah, I, I do too. It. But Because well, point in case, when I got home, um, the belt broke. <clears throat> So they had to take everything out of the whatever, move it to the other carousel. I was in there for like 45 minutes. So I hate baggage claim. It never goes right. I never had an issue with it, <clears throat> but I don't. It, it's just, you know, yeah. I'm already here. I'm, I'm where I'm supposed to be. And now I have to sit here and wait 15 minutes, 20 minutes. I just get too excited. Like if I land somewhere, I'm like, all right, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. <laughs> you know, even if I come back home. Yeah. Just ready to go. Home. Yeah. Yeah. So but anyways, we um, flew to Hotlanta. Yep, it's right. Atlanta first, lay short little layover, and then um, and we flew coach. Yeah, that's right. Because we're just everyday. How's the song go? I'm just a regular everyday normal mother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what we are, just regular. <laughs> so got into Louisville. It was raining. Not the greatest weather. Um, we had some time to kill, so we ended up driving around. Um, just kind of checking out, looking at the roads, looking at the roads, checking out the uh, downtown area. Took a wrong turn, and somehow I had some flashbacks. Yeah, took <laughs> somehow took a wrong turn and ended up at Justin's house of bourbon. Like we just we were like, what do you want to do? Kill some time? And as like as you asked that question, I was like, look, there's Justin's house of bourbon. Yeah, because we didn't know what else to do. It was like, do we go to, you know, whatever? Yeah. So um, we we had a we had a business call. About an hour, so we were trying to kill some time. So we went in and, and hung out with uh, Brent. Brent there, talked to uh, Brent. Yeah, which we had no idea was going to be I there. Didn't know he, he worked in that little. We store. met him and, the Lexington in the Lexington store. store, and so we rolled in there and was just like, "Dude, what's up?" So yep. we sat and talked and uh, BS a little bit and killed some time. Um, Got a couple pours. Mm-hmm. Bought a bottle for the neighbor, which he still hasn't paid me for. Pay me, yeah. or I will. I will. Hell's Angels, your ass. I'm gonna. Put a hit out. We'll release moles into his yard again. Pause everything. Uh-oh. We found out how to ki- how to get rid of moles. Okay. So I have moles. You know, I've, I'm the crazy neighbor with a, my, my Get off wife, my lawn. Well, my wife, yeah. My <laughs> wife's grandpa, um, he had this sword from the Navy, like a real, yeah. you know, ceremonial sword. Well, it's, it's pretty dicked up. So I was out there. I've been out. I've been no, I've been seen multiple times in my yard with that sword just stabbing the ground like a madman. <laughs> what a weird day. Because you know I care about my yard. And so they are destroying my yard. So I've tried castor oil. I've tried mole repellent. I've tried the things that kill the bugs in the ground so they have nothing to eat. So they yeah. leave. I've tried everything. Everything, everything anyone, pop, cayenne pepper. I've tried it all. The answer, very easy. You get it whenever, as soon as you see a hole. So you go out in your yard and you tamp it all down. Yeah. Next time you see a, a thing, Nowhere take the garden at. hose, mm-hmm. stick the garden hose in there and it'll, they'll, they can't breathe. So they will dig out. And when they start coming out of the ground, you just grab them. 
Yes. And then release them somewhere, mm-hmm. which I'm going to release them in my trash can with a bullet hole. You know what I'm saying? I'm just kidding. I used, the only way I could get rid of them at the the last house was the the traps. We've tried the traps. This guy's invasive. There's more than one. He's got so, a colony. Yeah, so you had, we had to, I had to track him. Like, it became a thing. Oh, like, it's it a thing. Every day, twice a day, I was, like, keeping track of where I had checked, where I had tamped it down, looking for new new runs. Yeah. And I would position those traps in those areas. And it sometimes took a couple of days to find them and get them cornered. But eventually, it, I'd look outside, and it's, it, would, it would have snapped, and you'd go out there and pull them up, and it's dead. It, it, I think I ended up taking five or six in my backyard before it stopped. Well, I'm going to start drowning them. I'm going to nose arc them all. Yeah. And then. Just flush them out, man. Yeah. Flush That's what's going to happen. <laughs> so we go to Justin Alberta, and, and then we decided to go to Old Forester, and so we pulled in the back behind, and then we didn't have enough time, so we didn't go. And thankfully, yeah, we that didn't was, go. Yeah, that was sort of uh, that changed, fate, so to yeah. speak. So we went to Peerless. We had a, a tour at Peerless, which we, it turns out we did have time because the tour was 30 minutes later than I thought it was. Mm-hmm. So we sat around Peerless and played with the cat and um, checked like, out the gift shop. Yeah, just looked at stuff. Out. It kind of looked like our gift shop. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I just got what you meant. It was, yeah. It was as if we curated the things in yeah. ourselves. It was like we walked into <clears throat> our own workshop. But then we did the tour, which was cool. We got to meet it's Kenny, Kevin, Kyle. Chris, Kevin, the owner. Oh, uh, Corey. Is it? Uh, no. No, it's a. Um, I just watched a documentary the other night. I don't know if you've seen it yet, but he's in it. Also, he's in it. Mm-mm. Um, it's called. Man, I forget. It's on Amazon. New one. It's it's not neat. It's not on the rocks. Yeah. It's another one, and it it covers and um. Tells the story of just craft distilleries, and it covers mm. like four or five craft distillers. In, Which I did not know. Oh, I guess the word craft distillery means nothing. Yeah, but, but it covers. Um, it covered New Riff, Peerless, and two other ones that I'd never heard of, and gives their whole backstory. Really, really huh. fascinating. I've checked that out. I'll, I'll look at the name of it um, when we're done. I'll, I'll send it to you. But uh, there's one guy in there who tells a really fascinating story of like his great 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 grandfather and some of the stuff that they dealt with with. Uh, during moonshining and like rival moonshiners and stuff, yeah. and they still have like heirloom firearms that were used in gun battles during that time, and it's yeah. really cool. There's probably some of those uh, whereabouts this weekend. Yeah, probably. Um, but yeah, so I can't remember his, his name. Um, he came out and shook our hand. Yeah, he did. We're upstairs sweet checking guy. out the top of the. Um, nice guy. Sweet guy. <laughs> we were upstairs at the top of the um, the fermenters, right? Oh, damn, I was gonna let you work for that one. You're correct. I was. I was gonna see how long it took. <laughs> Uh, and he just walks out of like a, a 1950s yeah, like office a door with the frosted stained, glass. Frosted yeah. glass. He just walks out and he's like, how y'all doing? Hey. He just shakes hands. And there's and like metal filing cabinets behind like the door. Thanking us for coming. And like, thank you for yeah, uh, opening for this place up. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he was a really nice guy. But it was way smaller than I thought it was going to be. Way smaller. Yeah. And um, especially for, and I've, I've said this multiple times, Peerless is not that hard to find. At it's least not everywhere. in our state. You can find it most other places. For the distribution they're able to do, it is a very small operation. Yeah, it is. It um, is. But they have uh, a pretty cool setup for their tour and everything. And uh, the Rick house that they have there was interesting. Uh, we talked. We talked about. Uh, or we, we got to see their first barrel, and and we were talking about while we were there shortly after how whether it was really like a a. Yeah. a uh, what the symbology of it was? Well, their first barrel, they they put it out for symbology. The guy symbolism. 
They put it out for the guy that, that originally owned DSPKY50. That's um, right. They put it out for him, and then it was like uh, it's, it's his angel share. So as the as it evaporates, yeah. like they'll never open we're, the we're barrel. Never going to pour it. And but Matt our, was like, maybe it was just fucking gross. Yeah, it's probably a terrible <laughs> bourbon. They're probably, they're probably like, ugh, I'm not doing that one again. Yeah. But, but the nostalgia. Is yeah, cool. it's a cool story, and yeah. it's 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 kind of neat. Uh, they were in the middle of doing some renovations, uh, expanding and building a second tasting room. I think they said. Uh, yeah. So I remember. yeah, but we we went into the tasting room and got to taste their four. It was four of them. Yeah, it was the campfire. They had a single barrel, another single barrel, and then the rye and the regular bourbon. Yeah, regular bourbon or the small batch or whatever it is mm-hmm. they called it. Yeah, so it was good. We uh, we ended up getting like one of each, I think, and I, I got a rye, which I had the other night. It's really good, and I think we killed that campfire before the weekend was over. Yeah, it was. Just, it, I yeah, there was a little bit left when I got to Camp Hero. Oh, okay, but didn't last. Um, no, it was really good. I actually that was the first thing I did when I got home. Well, I mean, first thing I drank after I got home was yeah. I, I opened one of those. Nice. Yeah, we got four, four or five. And they had a really weird deal. It was like if you buy four, you get $50 off or something. And we're yeah. Like, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, discounted bourbon. Yeah, I'll take it. Right. And it was, I mean, it was so good. It was like that big red cinnamony stuff that I like. Mm-hmm. The tour guide was really cool too. She, yeah, she, was she cool. did a really good job. She, um, we were lucky we had a small group. Yeah. And that, that's a, we, uh, it was Matt and I, and then these two ladies. These and they were like, two she was like, where are y'all from? Yeah, and I'm I'm sitting there fumbling with my ca- with the camera, and she goes, "Oh well, we're from Ohio," and I look over at Matt, and I'm like, "You fucking kidding me? We can't even like, leave Charleston. I can't and leave get away. Charleston for yeah. for 72 hours yeah. without having them. They're everywhere. Everywhere. How are there so many people from Ohio? I mean, they're just well for them. It's super. That's super. Close I feel like for I'm them. beating a dead horse. I mean, we talk about it all the time, but it's like really <laughs> affecting my life. Ohioans affect my life more than anything else. I see them all the time, and they're always annoying. Oh. I hate you. I'm just kidding. You're fine. Or are you? Anyway, the, there's plenty of Ohioans I like. Yeah, I'm sure there are. There's um, I work with a couple. Go Buckeyes. The um, I'm gonna get them all black eyes. But the the chick was cool, and she um free, is a bartender, I guess, at a um at another cool spot that we I can't remember the name. Yeah, it's it's something on bourbon or something above bourbon, high on bourbon or. Yeah, upper. I don't know, but it was it was a restaurant bar. She recommended us going to. We never had a chance to make it there, but uh, yeah, she was super cool. Yep. And then what did you do after that? Oh, well, after that, we, like, so well, I looked up, <laughs> I looked up distilleries, and we got we were buying tours for the first day, and mm-hmm. the ne- and I saw Heaven Hill Bernheim Distillery, which is that's where their Bernheim Distillery is, and I was like, sick. Booked a tour at Heaven Hill, and then when we landed, I was just checking the reservations and everything. Turns out it was in Bardstown. <laughs> so we had to drive an hour an hour from Louisville to Bardstown. Uh, but once I noticed that, I texted Chief Mercer, and I was like, hey, let's let's get dinner. Yeah. But we went to Heaven Hill, and it was the worst tour I've ever been on. Yeah, it wasn't a full distillery tour. It was just sort of a, it was the, a tasting. It was, if you go, <clears throat> they give you the option to buy nice bottles after the tour. It's called, uh, like, bourbon... I think it's the Bourbon Connoisseur. Bourbon Connoisseur, that's what it was. Yeah, Bourbon Connoisseur tour. Yep. But and the whole a, thing was set up, and and I get it. Like it's, it's a touristy thing. But it was just overly touristy. Like to get to where the tasting was, you had a long walk through the, uh, through the, 
um, the gift shop, right? And then yep. the lady who... Well, they had that big barrel, and you go inside, and then it's all a TV. She's like, don't stand against the walls. You'll see what I mean in a second. And it's like, all right, you just ruined whatever you were going to do. Yeah. So everybody sits down except me. Were you standing? I stood. Yeah. Uh, the two of Not us stood, a, and, and the uh, that couple that ended up sitting with us, Yeah, they also stood in yep. the back. And then they turned the lights off, and, and everybody's like, woo-hoo. It's the first time they've been in the dark. And then the <laughs> walls light up, and they're charring a barrel, and everybody's like, yeah. ah! They have like a 365-degree, or maybe not quite 360, but uh, projectors. Two, two, 248. And they, they put uh, they projected flames on the wall, so it was, it was, it was as if you were standing inside, inside a barrel. Inside a barrel, yeah. It, it, okay, it was cool. Yeah. Um, okay. It was, it was a little gimmicky, but then we went out and into the little tasting area. And, and that tasting room was nice, though. The tasting room was very nice, uh, and there was another one on the other side that looked like it had a more full bar. Yeah. I'm thinking maybe that's for some different type of event or experience. I wonder who the guy was on the computer in there. No idea. Bet she's somebody important. Maybe. Got that whole bar to himself. Yeah. But so they had four tiny little glens, mm-hmm. which two went missing from our table. Yeah, I don't know. Somehow t- we two were lost. It's weird. And then I found it in my luggage. Yeah, wild. there's one on my bar. I don't so know wild. how I got there. I don't know. <clears throat> Is that grand larceny? No. The gr- <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. The uh, Yeah, it's uh, so we had the Parker's Heritage, the orange one. Mm-hmm. We had the one that just says barrel on the front, I think. Um, we had Old Fit 16. Or 19? 16. 16. It was a 19. Yeah. And then we had a Henry McKenna, 10-year. And then Elijah Craig Barrel Proof, 921. That was what the tasting was, which is not a bad tasting. I mean, I think it was $35 a person or yeah, something. Yeah, it was great tasting. And, and then we got the opportunity to buy Parker's and the... Uh, yeah, well, she was given a tour. She was lying the whole time. So when she was like, there's uh, old fits and Parker's and, and barrel proof all at the cash register waiting for you, I was like, she's full of shit. But she, the, the thing that was irritating was some of her, she just missed the mark on some of her points. Missed uh, the mark. She was mis- misinformed. Excuse me. Someone lied to her or she forgot because she's old. Maybe. She's a nice lady. She just got some some specific things wrong, and it was the guy next to us was kind of like, uh and, and Matt, Matt's over here going, <laughs> trying not to have a stroke. And I'm yeah. like, dude, I'm sure they're hiring. And he's like, yeah, but I know how they treat their employees. <laughs> Which we've done two episodes on how they treat their and, employees. And, we were, and I'll link them right here. Everybody 20. was laughing at our table. Um, and nobody, nobody else understood why. But it was uh, it was pretty funny. Then there was the lady that kept stealing stuff. She was walking over to yeah, the, just, empty tables. We had an and, empty table. And she just walked over and she's like, these are mine now. I mean, sure, somebody would have been able to drink them, but... Yeah, like it should have been a she jacked, democratic. Decision. She jacked all the chocolate. Yeah, it took it. It's like, <laughs> all right, lady. You know what's funny is all the places we went that had chocolate. It was like this tiny little thing, and then fast forward, Old Forester's chocolate. Banging. We'll get to it, but yeah. it's like, dude, dude, it was a. It's it like was, an Easter bunny. It was huge. Yeah, it, it, the uh, it was actually the uh, the Reese's eggs that you get that are I don't know about the size of almost a little bit bigger than a golf ball. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about that was that was how big it was. It was like it was like two Twinkies put together. Yeah, it was big. But, but anyways, we finished that. We got the opportunity to buy the uh, Parker's Heritage, which is the last one he made before he uh, right. left or died or quit selling. Did I home. understand when we were when she was talking? Did I understand correctly that they like the the distillers there at Heaven Hill and other surrounding distillers got together and agreed that they wouldn't make it anymore? Or something like that to honor him. I, I thought I understood yeah, something like that. They're not making it anymore. Yeah, 
Right. But, but like they're not making anymore and nobody like no one's going to make any effort to buy the rights to it or, or the uh, any of that I, kind of stuff. I can't speak to it. I don't remember. I thought she said something like that. I was probably, was probably when Steam was coming out of my ear. Probably. <laughs> she, so the big, the, the kick, the one that really got me was she was talking about Battle of the Barrel Proofs. You can watch it here. Battle of the Barrel Proofs. There's a bunch of cards in this one. Uh, but in the Barrel Proof, we talked about how the naming convention is, but it's it's ABC, so it's first, second, third batch. Next number is the month, and then the last two numbers of the year. So we had... C nine twenty one, which is the last batch of the year, month nine twenty one. She said that it was nine, and then the day was twenty one. So it was the twenty first day of the ninth month. And I'm like, like that. That's when you, you were. We had the discussion. And I was like, you know, what? I don't care. I mean, why am I going to get upset? It's like, yeah, I just don't like it when people tell people wrong information, misinformation. That's a good thing. They're coming out with the, the Ministry of Truth. <laughs> They'll be there to, to let you know that you're wrong. Yeah. So now that the government's going to decide what's true and not, we're all safer. Okay. Anyways, That's enough of that. Uh, enough of that. We yeah. went to the guy that builds all the Rick houses. We went oh, to his. Yeah, we met. What was it called? Chief Mercer. It was the uh, Scout and Scholar. Scout and Scholar. Yeah. So uh, if you're ever in Barstown, check that place out. Right. And Pretty Chief tight. was there. We got to hang out with Chief. Yeah. Um, had dinner with him, and he was explaining that the guy who owns the company who builds like 90-something percent of the Rick houses in Kentucky has so much money, the family doesn't know what, you know, had to find something else, some sort of tax, you know, shelter to put money into, basically. So they built this brewery and restaurant. Yeah. It's and beautiful. It's super nice. Very I mean, nice. They, they, the building looks old, but it's actually... Yeah, it's very nice. The All of the... All of the uh, all the brewing equipment and everything inside is top notch, high end stuff. It's well, very well kept, and then the inside is is really really nice. And uh, had dinner. <clears throat> he handed us a gift. We got some of the the Jim Beam Black yeah, Label the Black Label the old stuff. So I'm looking for. I haven't opened it yet. Looking forward to. We do should that. open one and put one up here. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. So thanks, Chief, for that. That was very thank you, thank very you. Very cool. I don't yeah. know how long you've been holding on to that, but and he also gave us a. Envelope full of chief stickers, which is rare these days. Mm-hmm. And so Bardstown was a cool town. Yeah. Um, very, Not what I expected. Very blue collar, like the... Uh, I thought it was going to be like hoity-toity, mm-hmm. but it was just a regular town. Yeah, just like a regular town. Yeah. Like, uh, what was what was going on at um, at 6 o'clock? The, there was a, an alarm or a... Uh, oh, the tornado sirens. Where, is that oh, what it was? It's, the, it's, tor- it's not tornado. It's the end of the day, like... Yeah, like the like the steam yeah. whistle or whatever. It's time to town. go home. Yeah, yeah. and <clears throat> no kidding, we went. We tried to go to a, a liquor store downtown. Yeah. Closed at six. Every, everything was closed at six. Yeah. Like there were just a couple of things open. I think they got it right though. Yeah, I think that's definitely the way to do it. Yeah, close six, go home, do what you, yeah. you know, be with the family. Why would you stay out all night? Who cares? Yeah, no. So that was that was cool. And then from there, we drove uh, back and met Trevor, your friend Trevor, right? Yep, um, Trevor. He's a if you don't know what a Harlequin is, you should look it up. A Volkswagen Harlequin. Um, I, as some of you know, I used to be big in the, big into the Volkswagens, and uh, I've known him a long time. But I've, I've run into him at shows and stuff. I've never been to his house. He's never been to my house. Really? Yeah. But just just show up. Yeah. Just show hang. Just shows. We just, you know, he's in the town. I'm in town. Whatever. Yeah. So yeah, we went to a place called the Garage Bar, which was pretty cool. They had a, a wrecked, two yeah. wrecked cars out two front. Two cars that had, yeah. Sitting, sitting out front, a static display. Yeah, it was pretty sick. And then 
I had a couple cocktails, and I think we ordered some some uh, pizza. Pizza, yep. Some fire oven pizza. Stone, yeah. Stone fire. Is it charcoal? Coal Brick fire. oven. Brick oven, yeah. Pizza. And then we're sitting in there, and, and I look outside, and this lady's leaving, and her hair is, like, sideways. <laughs> like, just straight. And I'm like, that's odd. And then our phones go off, and there was, like, a Everybody's phone <laughs> in, in the entire yeah. – it starts going off, and there's an emergency alert. Right. There's a – there's a tornado, like whatever an amber alert is for a tornado. That's what it that's was. That's what it is. Yeah, that's right. And uh, we were we were just like, well, well not so. We just keep drinking. So we're like, oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, we're in a concrete building, you know. Yeah, that's well, fine. I wasn't gonna turn. No, it was but fine. the bar was. They closed. They were yeah, like, they okay, we we're can't, gonna go home now because we can't safely keep you here. We're like, okay, it's fine. Yeah, I'm here of my own free will. Correct. But yeah, they and, weren't having it. So we went back to the. That was the first day. It was a pretty eventful first yeah, day. It was the first day. And so we went back and we watched Tender Swindler. That 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 documentary is wild. Yeah. Uh, so many questions. I won't so spoil many. alert it, but you should watch it and then come into the Patreon Discord chat and talk to me about it. Because I have ideas on what happened. I have thoughts. I have thoughts. I have really smart thoughts. I think I'm, I'm correct. But how often do. am I not correct, you know? Exactly. Oh, um, let's 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 do a plug break. A plug break. Yeah. It's time for the plug. Plug of the week. This week's plug of the week is brought to you by me, and uh, the plug is <laughs> Waypoint TV. Yep. dot com. Waypoint TV so, dot com. Waypoint TV is a Outdoor hunting, fishing, and, and like outdoor adventure channel. Yeah. So they curate shows. Like Pursuit Channel, something like that. Something like that, yeah. You can get it um, on most of your smart devices. Roku, Apple TV, a lot of smart TVs. I meant to tell you the other day, Andy was showing me like her outdoor app folder. And yeah. she had Waypoint in there. Yep. So she's watched stuff on there. It, and I went through my TV the other day. Um, you go to like the regular channels that we get through our you know, just our antenna. Yeah. Uh, if you go down, you get into digital channels, and uh, Waypoint is is already on the TV. Nice. So, but uh, they also happen to have a very carefully curated podcast network. Do they? Indeed, they do. And can you Isn't that guess who was approached and invited to join the Waypoint Podcast Network? Hmm. I don't know. It was us. Oh, okay. There you go. Well, yeah. So uh, we are going to be, we're going through the business side of everything, contract and all that stuff. I got to get that worked out. But Did that show up yet? It has not yet. Okay. <clears throat> so take it for what it is. Uh, well, I mean, I would reply, be like, hey, we're coming up on, did we pay a full year? No, it's monthly for. No, I mean for Podbean or. No. Okay. No, they wouldn't. I couldn't figure out how to do it. And That's I, right. I emailed to do it. So maybe you know it was what that was fate. That was karma. Karma indeed. That was deer antlers. The so god we, of antlers. Um, we'll be joining the network. Um, what that means for you as a listener, if you if you primarily watch this on YouTube, you're not going to really notice a difference. If you listen on your favorite podcasting app, you will also not, not, not notice a difference. Changed. You're going to still get the podcast, but the format is going to be broken up a little differently. There will yes. be some... A uh, couple of ads in, in the beginning and, what we and call midway through. pre-roll in the industry. Yeah. We'll, there will we'll, be some ads coming. We've been trying to hold that off for 
I mean, it's almost, yeah. we're coming up on two years in October. Right. And, and we promised at the beginning that we would hold off on ads as long as possible, but this is a unique opportunity to be in a network that is strictly focused on outdoor stuff. Yeah. Give us an opportunity to cross promote with other, other podcasts, get more podcast guests, yes. um, guesticles. The trade off is that for, you know, in order for, to get that access and get those extra benefits, we have to share some, some ads on, on, on the show. So, uh, they'll be relevant. And yeah, they'll, they'll be outdoor. They'll be outdoor related. Related. Maybe related. some insurance here and there. But I believe State Farm is one of them. Yeah, if you st- if you stuck with us this long, we appreciate it. Hopefully, it, uh, I don't I don't think it would would drive you away. Um, I think also, I mean, every podcast you listen to has ads. So. Correct. Yeah. So, so that's it. That's the yep. plug of the week. Uh, We're being syndicated. Yeah, I just like saying that word. Syndicated. Yeah. We still own the content. It's it's nothing's changing. We'll yeah. still, no one's going to tell us what to do. We nope. can still keep doing the same thing. Uh, nothing um, will change except that there will be some ads in the in the beginning and ads in the middle. And we have actually a good amount of control over what kind of yeah. ads get played. So, and if you're a business <laughs> owner and you would like to advertise with us, we are now accepting those offers as well. Indeed. Anyways, enough of that. Indeed.com. And, <laughs> so we went back to the. Uh, the Airbnb afterwards, you watched the, the Tinder Swinner. Oh, about the Airbnb. <clears throat> yeah, that place looked. All right, so our instructions <laughs> were like, whoever's on the contract, that's all that's allowed in there. If you're not on the contract, we have a people counter at the door, and it counts how many people come in. And like, if more than that many people come in, excommunicado, you're out. There's a noise sensor, which I think it was that thing plugged into the wall. Mm-hmm. So if you get above a certain decibel amount, police are called, you're kicked out. No refunds. It's like, so I'm thinking this place is going to be the Taj Mahal. Immaculate, right? It was falling apart. Bro, I walked into the bathroom downstairs, and the toilet seat was sitting on the ground <laughs> up against the shower. Yeah. It wasn't even attached. I had to attach the toilet seat myself. Well, it didn't attach. You just sat it on the toilet, right? Well, no, no, no. I, there was a, on the back of the actual porcelain part of the, uh, there was a, a metal rod uh-huh. that the, the seat slid onto. So I was able to secure it, but it was only half of it secure. Yeah. So I couldn't like, uh, I'd be careful about how I you couldn't adjusted like when I was build a nest down. and settle no. in. <laughs> and then I closed the door to take a shower late <laughs> that night. And there was a damn wet rag and towel hanging on the back of the door. Yeah. From the previous, from the previous renters. Right. Um, yeah. And then upstairs where I was, the, uh, shower was covered in like orange mold, which I think is the dangerous one. I think it was just, I, I think it was from water. that they fuzzy. T- oh, weird. That's yeah. Not- it looked like a bad orange. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, there Gross. was a curtain rod that was supposed to give you some privacy up there or maybe block out the sun, probably block out the sun. Right. But it was a cable that was like 10 feet long reaching from side to side of this room and it had broken. So the cable's just laying on the floor all prickly and like, you know, we have... That's a hospital trip. You probably I wouldn't go to the hospital, but it, it's a hurt foot. Could if you be. wake up in the middle of the night, step on that. But Definitely I sent him like pictures of it, and I was like, "Just so you know, I'm not the kind of guy to complain." But here you go. Yeah. Um, and they were like, "Oh yeah, we're under construction." I'm like, well, then why are you renting it? <laughs> and then, then I sent him another thing, and I'm like, "I just don't want to be blamed for this." And they're like, "Oh yeah, we're aware. The last tenant broke the that." I'm like, "Okay, just letting you know." And then they keep asking me for reviews. Like I got an email today that was like, it would mean a lot to us if you'd review this property. And I was like, I really don't think you want me to do that. You don't. You don't. I'm doing you a favor by ignoring you. That they were like huge spider webs and, and gigantic. Stuff all there were spider the webs everywhere. And there's like bugs stuck in them. It's like, 
fascinating. That's I'm a, guessing it's a, it's, a, for it. it's a Vanguard or, or a BlackRock owned property. Probably. If you, I don't know. that's not. If you know, you know. You get killed by talking about it. <laughs> They're coming for you. Uh, so we woke up bright and early the next morning, and then we went to a get breakfast <laughs> biscuits. The messiest thing I've I've ever seen a human being eat, dude. It was uh, uh, ever seen a, uh, an adult eat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a chicken biscuit. Mine had like jalapenos and sauce and and pimento cheese. It had, it had like the kitchen sink. Yeah. And then I was eating it while driving, and the biscuit was just falling apart. But that point I, I looked over and you had one hand on the wheel and the other hand was just completely covered from tip to knuckle in <laughs> so sauce, sauce and all this other stuff and you're over there just like mm-hmm. licking your fingers and man it was uh speaking of that have you seen the band cheetos commercial no bro <laughs> bro all right uh the, everything must stop while well, i show you this Assuming I can find it. Wow. Oops. All right. Here you go. This is a banned Cheetos commercial? Banned Cheetos commercial. Okay. Billy. Mm. Oh, it's Doritos. Use the cleaner. Oh. Uh, touchdown. Yeah, it only works with Doritos. Why only Doritos? You ask too many questions, Billy. Oh, my God. Mm. If you make a wish and eat a Dorito, I'm str- oh. so that's what made me think. So great segue. <laughs> Thanks for setting that joke up. Yeah. Anyway, so we isn't that a good commercial? Though? Yeah, it was a really funny commercial. He's cleaning off his fingers as we're sitting in the uh, the Brown Foreman Cooperage parking lot, and yeah. we weren't sure what building we're supposed to be in, so we're like standing outside the Cooperage at the door, and then uh, our two uh, tour guides. <clears throat> Fitz and Tyler. Fitz and Tyler stick their head out the door and they're like, I think you guys are supposed to be over here. Yeah. They're like, oh, sorry. Can I park here? And he's like, I don't know. I'm oh, sure it's probably yeah, fine. You, you can park there. <laughs> so, so, yeah, we, we got to taste their. Uh, Cooper's Craft. So, we, yeah, got, to, Cooper's we got, Craft. got to do their small bash and then their barrel proof. Both are delicious. Yep. If you haven't had Cooper's Craft, you should pick it, pick it up. Yep. Definitely uh, worth the grab. So, we did that. We learned about Cooper's Craft and, and the company and, and kind of what Fitz and um, Tyler do. And then. Um, we went next door to the Brown Foreman Cooperage. Yes. And we were the fourth guest since 2020. Yeah. Due to COVID. Yep. Um, not because of anything, but they cannot afford to shut down. Right. So they took extra precautions to keep people out so that their folks would not risk getting yep. exposed and having to take yeah, exposure off and then work. they have to take off work. Yeah. Uh, and then the Cooperage. They pushed, I think they said it was 2,500 barrels a day. I don't, I don't remember. It was a big number. Yeah, it's a large I know, number. They did 100 in the 45, 40 minutes we were in yeah. there. They pushed yeah. through. And fa- fascinating process, man. Yeah. Uh, those guys that were right at the very front. The, yeah, the Master Coopers. Master Coopers. I think combined, those four or five of them combined, there was over 100 years worth of cumulative experience. Makes sense. And 
I think I know that he said every single one of those guys had over twenty years. Yeah, it's wild. But it's like the the skill that you need to take because we take barrels apart all the time. But to pull all these rings off, all these hoops, excuse me, all these hoops off except one, and then shimmy a stave out and replace it with another one, mm-hmm. skill. Yeah, it was it was fu- it was really fun to watch them work. Yeah, they. Uh, so the process is pretty simple. They well, actually we did a whole video on it, so you can go look here and then go watch it. That's for great. <laughs> Just gonna get my card straight. Yeah the the amount of like uh, is custom the right word um, process specific machines and tools that they yeah. have uh, is just mind blowing. They had a machine that you, the guy was stacking in that reel that I made. The guy was that's what the, he was making was lids, mm-hmm. and then he puts it in this machine, and it just and I have video of it, it just. Sp- and it just chops off. It's like yeah. boom, out comes a lid. So he he would take the he would take the parts for the heads, and there's a laser above his workspace. Yeah, and it showed the exact shape and size of the head. So he had to just make sure to put boards in and stack them in order with enough real estate to fit that yep. that laser in it. Because then it goes into another machine where this giant saw just goes around and cuts that that at that angle that the lids yeah, are in. It's called a cant. There you go. Cuts that and then they go into the um into that like there's almost like a conveyor brick oven for mm-hmm. pizza. Then they they toast and char the bottom of it. Charm up, they slide out, <clears> roll <throat> down the assembly line to the assembly section and they have um these rings in the ground and they just the guy two at a time just throws Stays into it, yep. and as he gets to the end, he you know can just look and grab that one. That's the one I need. Puts it in there. This metal hoop just closes it up. Then they move on down, and they add hoops, and they have these big rings on it. And then there's a conveyor belt for the rings. When the rings come off, that drop them right back at the original yeah. station. It's pretty crazy. It's like you could tell it's an old craft, you know. And they were like, "This will be easy to build. We know exactly what we need." Yeah. So, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. And while we were there. um, Tyler, we were told him that we wanted to go to Old Forester, but we didn't have time. And yeah. then I was like, we want to do a tour, but we couldn't get on a tour. And he's like, I'll be right back. And so he got us in a tour at Old Forester, I think at 2.30. So we left and went to uh, White Castle. <laughs> yeah, what a joke. Terrible. It's the worst thing I've ever eaten. Like, we stopped eating it. Yeah, we didn't even, I yeah. think we both got through one. We're like, eh. And then we were yeah. like, maybe we can power through this. I took the patties off of two and we, made we, one. We sandwich. tried to make like, something. It was so nasty. It was terrible. It was like somehow the bread had all ended up soggy and wet. Yeah, everything was wet, and the and the the beef tasted like they had like soaked it in water, like brined it with no salt, just like throw the beef in water, and then it got mushy, and they so cooked it. Any, any taste that it did happen to have had just been sucked out of it. Yeah, that's gross. It was nasty. It's not, then, it is not the White Castle I remember as a kid. I don't either. But we, we were in and out of there in that 30-minute time limit. Yeah, there was a sign on the door that said you have 30-minute time limit yeah. to sit down and eat and get the fuck out, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't stay here, you vagrant. <laughs> but there probably is a lot of homeless people around. That's probably what it's for. Yeah. I made a joke about going to the Chinese place. I was across the street that had seafood. <clears throat> By the time we were done eating, I, I think it would have been a better choice. They had oysters. <laughs> yes. Was, the menu they had outside was... I wonder what Kentucky oysters <clears throat> taste like. Freshwater oysters, Rocky Mountain oysters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude, Rocky Mountain oysters are the truth. Uh, Gavin, you ever had Rocky Mountain oysters? Do you know what they are? Would you eat them? 
Done. He just said yes. We're going to get him some. Okay. That and some huevos rancheros. <laughs> uh, yeah, sick. Um, <clears throat> I'm excited for that. That's going to be a great. That's, that's a Patreon only fun. episode. <laughs> Uh, so we went to Old Forester and we got there and we we met a uh, executive bourbon steward. And we were like, we were like, hey, tomorrow you know? we will be. Yeah. And then we did the tour with Kira, which was fantastic. And I lost her um, her address. So if you happen to see this, Kira, send me your address. And um, she did a really good job. That's the best tour I've been on yet. She, <clears throat> she was very knowledgeable. Yeah, she knew the things. You got choked up last time we were talking about it. Yeah, what? Well, <laughs> <coughs> got me again. Yeah. <clears throat> but, yeah, she, uh, from start to finish, first of all, the way they laid that facility out yeah. and did the smart. tour is very smart. It, it flows well. Each room and each section leads into the next talking point for the next process. It, and you come through, you start and end in the gift shop, but at two different sides of the gift shop. Yes. And, and it was very, so it was very well put together. And she, you could tell she's passionate about what she does um, and, and sharing and passing on this information about Old Forester and just bourbon in general. Yep. And uh, got to see their little mini Coopers that they have there. They make like a couple of barrels a day, if that. Yeah. And, um, which is, is nice because if you didn't, you know, we had a unique opportunity to go to that Cooperage. Not everybody yeah. gets that opportunity. So Nobody apparently gets yeah, that opportunity. Yeah, so to, to be able to show and see that uh, is was, was pretty neat. Got to see where, they, where they're aging a bunch of stuff. And, of course, that's not the only Rick House they have. But um, they had some barrels back there. And um, towards right before we went into our tasting room, you get to walk right through the, uh, the bottling process. And they were, they were bottling. Matt, we turned the corner and he's like... Smells like 1920. <laughs> and it and was. Sure as shit it was. That's what they were <laughs> bottling, so it was pretty funny. I drink a lot of Old Forester, especially 1920. Yeah. 1920 19, and the 1915. I drink, that's like the main thing in the cup for something wild turkey. Yep. It's uh, it's good stuff. It was cool. I took a picture. You remember the wall, the little mini barrels that were etched on the wall, the glass wall? No. No one ever notices that. I'll put the picture up, but it's uh, I, oh, I imagine that nobody notices that. Maybe I, I like, did notice it, it just I didn't pay there, attention to it. I don't it. know what I'm talking about. But the they're like these little tiny glass or little tiny whiskey barrels, and they're etched into the into the glass wall in there. Oh, I never noticed that. Sick. I took a picture of it because I was like, this this is really cool, but it's it's outside the cooperage. Oh, okay. So it's pretty nifty. Yeah, it's cool. Be cool to have a spot like that and do little things like that that nobody would notice. Details. But I know they're there. In the details. It was really cool. And then um, you took some pictures of the like the. High wine, low wine spot, and um, yeah, and then we went into the tasting, and they did the whiskey row, which mm-hmm. we I've done with Jackie Zycan before, um, so I'd, we had to do it with Kira, and Kira's really good. She was working the room, yep, like a like a pro. Wouldn't surprise me if she had a side job as a stand up. Uh, you know, now that you say that, she, she I could totally she, see her. She do has that. the cadence and the brevity for it. Like, she, yeah, she for was sure. Doing well. Yeah, she was. So we were sitting there. Somehow we ended up at the head of the table. Somehow, um, you know, we actually got really lucky because they, when they, when we got there, they were like, "So you were at the Cooper's store this morning?" And we were like, "Yep." Yeah. And they were like, "Who are you?" And we're so, like, "Nobody." What do you do in the industry? Was her, nothing. What, was her, her question? She's like, so what do you guys do in the industry? I was like, "Nothing." We just got lucky. We know somebody. <laughs> She's and, like, she kept pressing, and eventually we were like, "We have, we do a thing. We have a thing. We have a thing." But we just, just, just worry about that. Yeah. And so because they didn't know who we were, I think they treated us as though we were. Somebody special, right? Because, because in reality, we're, we're she not, thought she we're thought special. She thought we were bourbon personalities, 
And uh, so anyways, we got through the tasting, uh, dealt with a rather... She was aggressive. That's a good word. She was a lot. She was a bitch. <laughs> You're a mean girl. Wow. <laughs> and uh, she, at one point, you made a joke. And Well, first of all, you made the comment about... Uh, she asked oh, yeah. you what, what you... Like, Somebody said, what flavors do you use? And nobody was saying anything. I was like, we're going to sit in a room full of people that can't pick one flavor. So yeah. I said, great big league chew, because that's what I get out of 1897. Yeah. And everybody laughed at me like I was like I was making a joke. I was like, okay. And then she was like, mm, big grape, you know, whatever. So this dude on the other side of the corner, he tasted it, and he was like, I taste grape bubble big gum. league chew. Yeah, yeah grape bubble gum. And then I was like, Maybe they don't know what Big League Chew is. Right, right. I don't know. Maybe so, maybe that's maybe that's what threw them off is the yeah. Big League Chew. Maybe they don't, I don't know. I, I, but the Big League Chew has that dust that that dust on it. Yeah. That's what I, you know. So, um, yeah, so right away people were like, they thought we were weird, which is, I don't care. <laughs> Used to it. But I made it, I think I made a joke about something. You did something. make a joke as I was mid-sip. And you were like. <laughs> and I like coughed because he, he got it like right as I was swallowing. So it kind of got in my nose and. And, yeah, he did. <laughs> and she from the other side of the table goes, "That must be embarrassing." <laughs> as, if like, was, as if he was coughing, and gagging I, on the whiskey. To, to be honest with you, I didn't even think she was talking to me. I didn't hear her say it, so I kept coughing. And then she was like, "It was is that embarrassing?" And I was like, "Coughing? Like I'm 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 really confused." I didn't even hear. And then I realized that she thinks I'm coughing because the whiskey is too strong. Or yeah, something. the ninety four proof, like, eighteen ninety seven. Like, oh. Yeah. So you're being a Yeah, and then you're, yeah, Jesus. So we can beep that out. It's yeah. fine. Okay. It's a, 5222. We need we need we need a permanent assistant to write this stuff down. <clears throat> An intern. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean no? Boy. Well, anyways, the beatings will continue. As I at that point, I decided to just shut up. Well, cuz like Kira she like looked down at the table and I was like and she didn't say anything. So as soon as we got up to leave, she was like, she thought that he was gagged. She was like, I'm pretty sure he knows how to drink whiskey. And I was like, yeah, he, he's had a glass or two. Yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, so anyways, but while we were up there, she makes a radio call. Code. So she calls a, a guy and he's like, uh, she's like, I think you know what I'm going to, what I'm going to ask. And he's like, uh, you need candlesticks. Almost positive. That's what he I said. I mean, that makes sense because it was it was weird, but it, I didn't hear what she said. Yeah, she, she said, I need candlesticks. I thought he was going to bring something. She was going to bring something else up to the room. Yeah, and then he said how many. She gave the number. It matched the number of people in the in the tour. I was like, hmm. The idea of what we had the opportunity for yeah. did not even cross my mind. I didn't even hear what she said she needed. I thought it was like she, well, more chocolate because yep. they had this huge chocolate bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so I thought it was another snack or just yeah. something else. And so as as we continued and got towards the end, she explained that you know once about once a day they get the opportunity to choose a group if they choose one at all. Yeah, uh, to have the opportunity to buy birthday bourbon. Yeah, and the room went bananas. Yeah. I was actually surprised that that many people. There knew what it was because I feel like a lot of yeah. people go to these tours and they're just doing the tourist thing and they I, don't know. I bet some. Uh, I bet that like because my eyes lit up and then that lady the the biatch yeah she she was saying something so I think that maybe uh, and there was a guy that ran around and high fived everybody yeah yeah he was really excited so they, she was like do not open the bag yeah. 
don't on on this on our premise. You will not open this bag. So buy it and leave, and then open it in your car. Yeah. And so we Gus and I both bought a uh, this year's birthday bourbon. Pretty yep. cool. It was pretty cool. It's cool opportunity. So in two days we had opportunities to buy all the several allocation. very very rare uh, bottles of whiskey or bourbon, which is yeah. really cool. Yeah, definitely cool. Is mine? Did you open yours yet? I haven't. Have you? No. no. I, I, figure, I figure I make a video of it probably. Yeah. Figure save it for something fun or special. Share it. Yep. The what? So then we left there. Yeah, and uh, went and changed real quick. Oh yeah, Watch Hill proper. That's yeah, right. Rocco picked us up, took us to Watch Hill proper, and we had uh, a great time. Yeah. Stopped first off at was that like his one of his bourbon clubs like hangout yeah, spots? Yeah, we went to O Line. That's so the the barrels there. Yeah, the O Line Sports Bar is right there. Uh, okay. So that's who did the pick Got it. with him. Okay. Uh, I guess they they can do picks or whatever. So that's where the camp hero. If you got a camp hero pick, we went to the O line um, bar and grill. Really cool spot. Everybody there was nice. It was pretty interesting to go to a bar and like everybody knows about bourbon. Like you could just chat about bourbon. It was yeah. It was uh. It was definitely. But it's also Kentucky. That's that's true. But I think it was a sports bar that yeah. a bourbon club adopted is kind of how it happened, uh, kind of what happened. Sense. Like it was open. It was it was just like any other sports bar. And then the, a bourbon club sort of decided to that yeah. to be their hangout. And, and it's Kentucky has just, weird rules when it comes to stuff like like buying bottles and, and you can yeah. sell them and whatnot. Um, but yeah. So that was cool. Yeah, I went there and then went to Watch Hill Proper and Rocco ordered everything on the menu for food. Almost. But we had tuna tartar, which is one of my low-key favorite things in the world. It was really good. We had meatballs. We had, I don't remember, we had everything. We had the char- charcuterie tray. That The was charcuterie board was massive. Huge. Yeah. And I, as he was ordering all these snacks, I'm like, we need to stop on the way home because I'm going to be hungry still, you know? Yeah. Not. Yeah. No, we tried, uh, let's see. I did some old turkey. You did some old turkey. I, I tried a, a bunch of cocktails. I can't remember which Booker's it was I tried. I think it was... Um, the silver one. It was Booker's... Uh, Might have been the first one. Something own. Uh, I don't remember. <clears throat> anyways, tried one from like 2014 or 16, I think is what it was. It was pretty good. Yeah. It took forever to find that one turkey that you wanted. Yeah. It, um, I think that it was in a box somewhere. <laughs> but yeah, that was good. That was a good time. Then we had um we had, to, we had to get an Uber back because Rocco kind of lived in the opposite direction and didn't yeah, want to make him drive like drive 40, 30 minutes back to Louisville. So we called an Uber. It took them forever to f- this guy to find us. We got in there and he was a published author and he was but like We didn't realize that at first. Welcome to welcome to the death cab where I'm gonna sell you my book. <laughs> The whole way home. Well, there was a, there was a book sitting there, and it was facing, you know, the passenger. And I didn't realize until about halfway in the drive that it had his name on it, which is about the same time he, about the <laughs> same time that he uh, decided to throw us a card and be like, "You can buy my book." It's yeah. about dealing. Hey, with- by the way, here's a card to buy my book. What yeah. a weird thing to say. Yeah, it was. It was basically a. Uh, He's a Vietnam guy, he said, and he had all he was all messed up when he got back, and it was all the from Hill three sixty five. All the all the what sc- does everything have to do with Vietnam? <laughs> <laughs> okay, you can insert that yeah. clip. <laughs> I, just 
I wrote down. I wrote. Now. I wrote down the one for symbolism. Sick. Right. Uh, the um, the everything was based on scripture, and you were like, "Which scripture? Which scripture?" Because I'm interested. And he was like, "What? What?" And we're like, "Well, you said scripture." There's a lot of a lot of scripture out there. Christian. And he was like, "Well, I'm Baptist." And you were like, "Oh, so Christian? The Christian Bible? Christian Bible?" And yeah. He, and you were like, you know, there's a lot of religions out there. Yeah. And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah there, I guess there is. I guess there is. <laughs> and that was pretty much the end of the conversation. Yeah, not another word. <laughs> we didn't talk about it at all. And the guy sat up there and just sang Frank Sinatra the rest. Of, sang. Sang yeah. Frank Sinatra for the rest of the drive. And uh, Super weird. Good thing we were hammered. <laughs> we got back and watched uh, Happy. Happy, which is a crazy show. Wild show. Um, if you like wild shows, with it's kid-friendly. It is not kid-friendly. But it's on Netflix, so it has to be kid-friendly. Okay. It's good. It's got the guy from, uh, like, SVU, SVU, Special Victims Um, Unit, whatever, like Las Vegas. It's got that guy, like the lead, the guy that's super serious, the cop. Yeah. He's um, in it, and he's a degenerate, and he has this imaginary unicorn that flies around with him and and helps him, like, fight. It's, like— It's wild. It's nuts. Um, But it's— It's a great show. Yeah. It's a good show. (laughs) So we went to bed, and then the next morning we had school. Executive. We went to the Moonshine University for the executive bourbon steward class, which is essentially the same as the regular bourbon steward class, except you get to do some hand, yeah, some hands on. You get stuff. to distill. So we got to we got to grind corn. We got to make which makes beer. me wonder, like, if how is the online version of the executive bourbon steward class going to be different than? I think you would just. It inserts. Send you, the, you get to watch this guy, and you get the kit. Send you the kit, and then you get to watch the guy do some distilling yeah, stuff. I guess. I don't know. Well, we got to do it with our own hands. Yeah, we signed up for it back when you had to do it in person, mm-hmm. and now you can do it online. It's like five hundred dollars or something. Ah, you got your coin on you? No. Yeah, me either. I don't even know where it is right now. You don't know where they are. Hmm. When would I ever need it? Mine's proudly on display in my office. Is it? Sick, dude. Your, your family make you Five, a uh, $500 coin. <laughs> it is a I'm $500 not going to fucking lose coin. it. <laughs> I'm going to, we should make uh, like displays for it with lights and everything and like hang it on the wall. People come in like, what's that? I'm like, buy like an entire like display, glass display and just set it. My uncle by was talking to he was, he was like, you sure you don't want some peach brandy? He's like pricing out. I'm like, no, man. I just, you know, I just like the clear regular stuff. Yeah, I'm not, yeah, and uh, and he's like trying to explain to me like that, and I'm like, look, I have the highest certification in the bourbon industry that you can get. I I understand what you're doing, and he's like, so you're like a salmon son. Yeah, yep, I'm a salmon son. Well, the, so the whiskey tribe guys there, Daniel has that school where they do the whiskey sommelier thing. Yeah, I don't know how that's any different. Other than it costs a lot more. Yeah. It's, it's like a um, week long, I think. The whiskey some you can't do it. You can't take one class. It's like one class every three months. So uh, you have to go back to Texas. It's in Texas. So you uh, go so there. That's a huge commitment. Yeah. It's like real school. Gotcha. But I think a lot of that is tasting through notes and learning people's palates and, and how to, you know. Yeah. It's probably, it's probably all a gimmick. I don't know if they got a cool chain you get to wear. Yeah. Maybe I'll go. Why just you? Because I want to. Okay. Did you start your deer steward yet? Can you start it? I don't know. I thought you had to wait. To, I don't know. I don't know either. 
we should probably check on that. <laughs> we run out, we paid all that money for it. And it turns out that that date that they told us is actually the, the exam completion date. completion date, yeah. Oh, it could be, yeah. That's a valid. Oh, we should really check into that. Yeah, that could be the complete, <laughs> that could be the exam date. They yeah. give us two months because I think it's in July, right? I don't remember. Yeah, well, lots happened since then. It's, that's that's an accurate statement. So we had a good time at the Bourbon Studio class, learned some stuff. Um, wild. The guy behind us had just been at yeah um, Warrior Surf, Warrior Surf, which yeah. is three miles from my house. Yeah. He was there overheard for a say, week. Yeah, overheard him say something about Charleston and Folly yeah. Beach, and then I looked and I saw you had already turned around, and you were like, "I know what's her name, Stephanie." Yeah, Stephanie. I know Stephanie, the girl that owns. Uh, yeah, well, she's just an, it's a charity, but small world CEO of Warrior Surf, mm-hmm. and so they take veterans surfing. And um, it's very mindfulness and yoga and stuff. Looks cool. Not my speed, but. Yeah. Matt prefers to handle his things with. Uh, like to ride hard or r- ride fast. Ride Ride fast and die hard. Right. <laughs> Can't save that one. <laughs> no, it's, it's staying in there. Um, okay. Anyways. So Friday morning or Saturday morning, you got yourself an Uber. And I, yeah, I drove. Yeah, and early terrorist Uber. I drove terrorist Uber. Yeah, I'm Sick. pretty sure, dude. Yeah. Mm, like, like Islam terrorist? Mm. Is there any other kind? <laughs> <laughs> Some would say yes. Got them. Yeah, yeah, so I get uh, They're it. domestic terrorists, yeah. Yeah, I got we, in there. And we can't keep saying the T word on here. It's going to get flagged. It might. Yeah. Uh, the, so yeah, so you got there, but you went and you left the night before. Mm-hmm. Um so I had that that last night at a, a wonderful Airbnb by myself. I, I uh, Uber eat eated uh, Uber eated some food, some barbecue, which was pretty good. And uh, the lady was lost; she couldn't figure out where. So I had to go outside. Oh no! And the exchange happened because she was at a light, and I was tired of waiting. So I just walked out to her car, like in the middle of traffic, and grabbed my bag of nice. food and walked back in. Um, but you had you went ahead and drove down to uh, Camp yeah, I went Hero. to McKee, Kentucky, Jackson County. Went to Camp Hero and um, got up early. We drank a little bit. Got up early uh, Saturday morning. Went on my first to kill turkey hunt. Mm-hmm. My first Kentucky turkey hunt. Yep. Um, went out there and as soon as we arrived, we forgot the decoy. So we drove back to Camp Hero to get them. And then when we got back. Um, I opened, I opened the door as soon as I shut the door. <laughs> it was actually this sound. It was a shout out, shouts out to Josh Bynum for sending me this clip just a few minutes ago. It's such that a cool sound. sound. So I heard that sound, and then as we're walking down the little cut to the left to the blind, <clears throat> he did it a couple more times. Um, so we set up the camera. It was basically daybreak at that point. Yeah. But we set up the camera, Rocco, box call, pot call, mouth call, you know, just calling um, every, like, five minutes or so. And I'm I'm messing with the camera, and I think I took, like, a, we're out here, you know, Instagram, po- like, story. And and then I look around the corner, and this, there it is. I see four turkeys coming over the hill. And so I, like, I smack them in the face with my fist. And I was like, mm-hmm. look, here there they are. And I just, hey, Rocco. Hey, Rocco. Wake up. Yeah, he was awake. He was on the phone. He was buying bourbon, probably. <laughs> He's lo- doing bourbon lotteries. Ah, nice. And so the he uh, starts, you know, and so the it turned out to be three hens. I thought it was two toms and two hens, mm-hmm. but it was three hens. So he's just kind of walking behind them, and, and then he's got three ladies with him. Yeah, yeah, he's like, "What's up, girls?" And then they broke all. They peeled. They peeled off. 
and went into the uh there's like a little section with trees in it. Ah. Yeah. I'm guessing they, they're nested up in there. Probably. So they rolled up in there and, and he's by himself and Rocco switched to a different call and the turkey was like, What's up? And <laughs> uh came straight to us. And so I got footage of him coming, which you can see here. And I got footage of him strutting and throwing his feathers up and, and twisting his little body. And his beard was Daniel dragging the ground, but the yeah. grass was like six, seven inches tall, you yeah. know. Um, but he came around the corner, and, and I had him in frame, and then before I knew it, he took off to the decoy, just full speed. Yeah. And so I didn't get the kill shot, but you can hear the kill shot, but I didn't I didn't get the kill shot on camera. But yeah, knocked it down, and um, that was good. We sat around for a little bit longer, seeing if another one showed up, and, and, and nothing did. So then we went, shout out to Jacob. We went and picked up Jacob, one of the um, local kids there mm-hmm. that Rocco's helped out during Christmas time and stuff, and uh, took him turkey hunting and cool. ta- taught him how to split wood. Nice. Cool kid. Cool kid. Left him a Whiskey and Whitetail's pot call. Yeah. He had a River Brothers hat on. Nice. So he got the he got the works. Um, cool. Yeah, man, it was fun. So knocked that turkey down and uh, donated the... You guys ate it that day, right? We ate it that day. We yeah. ate it that night. Yeah, the pulled the the, the boobs out. <laughs> Turkey boobies. Turkey boobs. They're way bigger than I thought they were going to be. Yeah, there's big old chunks of meat. It's basically like cutting up a deer. Mm-hmm. I mean a duck. A duck, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, a deer. <laughs> yeah, cutting up a duck and um, way bigger. Bigger than chicken breast. Pretty large. It was 22 and a half pounds, 10-inch beard, and like one and a half inch hooks, spurs, pointy things on his legs. Rocker showed me how to do basic taxidermy on it. Yep. So it's mounted up in there and, and, and drying right now. It's probably close to being done. I'm going to make a bourbon barrel mount for it for the wall mm-hmm. at Camp Hero, and, and they're going to hang it on the wall there. He wants to get a plaque and everything. Nice. Pretty cool, man. It's cool. Come on, man. <laughs> but, yeah, so that was the that was the Kentucky trip. And then um, we went and roosted some birds that night and then went out early and hunted that morning. and. Mm-hmm. Hung out all day. Rocco left, and then just hung out at camp. Yeah, and uh, I had some cleaning. Cleaned the stove for him. Nice. So it was disgusting. I bet. And yeah, good some, deal. Some people showed up and drank and went to <coughs> went to Miss Linda's for Easter brunch. Nice. We had burgers. They they called it a grill billy. A grill billy. Yeah, like a hillbilly. But like grill, it was two pieces of center block, and then they had two fence posts ran through the center block. They put a grate on top of it, and then they put a fire underneath it, and that's where they cooked the burgers because <laughs> the grill broke. <laughs> hey, if it works, it works. Grill Billy, I thought that was funny. So yeah, we did that and socialized, and mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> I flew home Monday morning. Yeah, did um, did, so, did, so you did hunt Sunday morning. Is that what you, what yeah, you said? Okay. I did hunt Sunday morning. We uh, hunted a ridge. We actually climbed a mountain. Yeah. I found out where the deer are. <laughs> where they are now. I found out where the deer are. Okay. They're 100% there all the time. We did, we, we walked all over the place, that, but they have grouse there. Mm, yeah. And I was talking to Mr. Rick, Linda's husband, uh-huh. and he was like, they used to be everywhere. It's like it was a thing. We used to eat grouse all the time. And now they're just not really there. But Rocco and I were standing. We were just listening for turkeys. And all of a sudden, I hear, 
where it was, it, you know, they get on those hollow logs and start drumming. Uh-huh. And it was loud. It was, like, really loud. It was surprising. Yeah, that's wild. So that was fun. That was cool here. And then uh, we walked the river some, and I found a spot that if I ever move out there, I'm going to follow this river for about four miles in, cross the river. It's a low spot, and I'm going to build a hunt camp right there. Yeah. That way we can hike in six miles, and then we're six miles into the woods when we start our hunt. Yeah. Nice. Pretty sick spot. Cool. Build a cabin. A little at cabin. A, at a rocks. River rocks. River rock cabin. Yeah. That's It'll a lot of rocks. Long time. <laughs> it's going to take a long time. Yeah, that was the trip. That was the thing. Any other questions? No, no other questions. Okay. Um, we didn't do a fact this week. Let's do it. And are we doing a code word? Let's do the fact first. Go ahead. Random fact of the week. Hey, Siri. Tell me a random... I'm Siri. What can I do for you? Yeah, appreciate it. Tell me a random fact. Here's what I found. Okay. Sick. Uh, More human twins are being born now than ever. That's terrible, Siri. Hey, Siri. Tell me a fact. (laughs) That may be beyond my abilities at the moment. You serious? She can't just tell you. Siri, just tell me something. She's had enough of your shit. Tell you what, dude. I think that we should get an Alexa and make that our third host. The first person convicted of speeding was going eight miles per hour. I think we talked about that one already. That must be whatever website she just pulled up. (laughs) I got a fact for you. Antique 107 is 107 proof. And 107 proof is 53.5% alcohol by volume. Nice. And according to the Surgeon General, women should not drink alcohol beverages during pregnancy because of the risk of birth defects. Consumption of alcohol beverages impairs your ability to drive a car, operate machinery, may cause health problems. Oh, well, there's know. your random fact. All right. Congratulations, folks. Use code word Surgeons General. <sighs> okay. For what? What do they do if they uh, use the code word? Oh, by the way, Josh, Josh C, that won that episode where we just did a random thing. Yep. He is getting an old Forester. Handkerchief, uh, ice mold, some Old Forester swag, and then I've got a WLS koozie. You're just going to get a bunch of, like, just swag. Random swag. Yeah. Cool. You're going to get some stuffs. Awesome. So if you want to be like Josh C., use code or use uh, Surgeon General in a sentence. Either. Look, where do you want that at? <clears throat> oh, if you're going to leave a comment, leave a comment on YouTube. If you're on, if you're going to leave, leave us a rating and then in the rating... Use that code. Use that code. And then we are going to uh, draw. I think we, we we keep saying we're going to do it. We need to just do it. I didn't prepare the people. Okay. But I'll prepare the people next episode. We'll, we'll do a drawing for every episode that we've done so far. All right. Cool. Sick. Are we done? Yeah. I'm going to go crash the motorcycle. Don't do that. And I'm not going to wear I'm not going to wear a helmet. You're so foolish. Okay, bye. Bye. Join Captain Justin Leake and Meredith McCord for the best fishing action along Panama City Beach. 
Tune in to Chasing the Sun every Sunday at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.